0: You are listening to the Growmark Podcast.
1: We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers.
0: Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grant so that they can make a profit. And other system news.
2: It's very important to the Growmark system to encourage the future of agriculture.
0: The Growmark Podcast starts now.
1: Ann Kafer here as we talk about the task force that's been focused on what the future of work looks like at Growmark, And we've talked about this, uh, the task force has talked about this for some months now, about in a post-pandemic world, uh, what does work look like for us? Where does that look like? How does it look like? Um, and we're trying to get out of the pandemic and into this post-pandemic world, which has been a challenge as well. But I'm really gratified to know that we've had 30 some employees working hard uh, on a variety of fronts as it relates to this task force. We've had a group that's been focused on taking an external look at the research that, of, of what other companies have been doing. We've had a group that's been focused on internal stakeholders and what's possible and, and best and optimal here. We've had a group looking at metrics around performance and and otherwise, um, and we've had another group that's that's been focused in on on truly the the, the possibilities of beyond what's been th- thought of to date. And so as we start to be at the midstream, we're looking towards October recommendations to bring to CEO staff and then to discuss and. And, and further with employees, um, I wanted to talk to uh, two guests that I have in my office this morning for this opportunity. So Tony Marchand from Energy Division and Taylor Zimmer from Agronomy, um, who have both served in different capacities on the task force. And um, they are working with uh, two of my staff, Phil Peterson and Matt Nicholas, who have led this effort. And I appreciate you guys being here today and just having an opportunity to have a good dialogue about where we're at and, and where we're headed. So, Taylor, would you tell me what your role has been on the task force and uh, what that work has been about?
2: Yeah, so I've been focused on the research piece. And so basically, we have just been trying to I mean, obviously, there's news circulating everywhere, right? And every company is different, and every company's trying to figure all of this out. And so we've been trying to look at Articles about um, not only what other companies are doing, but how employees have dealt through the pandemic and how they feel going forward. So I think we look at a variety of articles and try to apply them to Growmark. It's hard to say, oh, this company is doing this, and not try to say, well, how are how is that going to apply to Growmark? You know, we are a different business. We have different stakeholders and customers. So trying to say, trying to. Clearly, make the ties that you know we are a separate company, and this that what that company is doing might not work for us. So we've been trying to have open eyes and open dialogue. Um, my team is, you know, there's a vast array of people on this team, so I think that's been really good to see um, people from IT, people from a product division, from HR. So I think we have a lot of different perspec- perspectives. We have a lot of different um, um, different. Er- People in different situations that may be going on at home or whatever, so I think we have a really good dialogue and um, we're trying to get the best information possible, try to make a good decision for Gromark. Yeah, because it's,
1: it's important to be informed about what Google's doing or mm-hmm. the company down right. the street is doing, but as you say, we have to make these, these ties. But I'd be interested in knowing what you're seeing from kind of the historical research, I mean, now that we're a whole year and a half into this, but you know, early on
2: companies were yeah. saying, we're going all remote. Nobody's ever yeah. coming
1: back to the office. And then it's been
2: all over the board.
1: So what are you yes. seeing as trends?
2: Trend is is that the news changes every day. <laughs> I mean, especially as we're seeing new mandates or new mitigations. I mean, that changes every day. So as companies, they have to change their perspectives or just keep an open mind every day. And so, um, you know, what article maybe one week is different the next. Um, so, you know, like Ann said, the initial was, Everyone's going remote. We're selling our buildings, and that's it. This is going to be great. But then I think a couple months down the road, they decided they saw that okay, well, we are missing something here. Um, so then companies decided to take a little step back and say, you know, well, that might not be what we're going to do moving forward. Now we're really going to look at this and say, what are we missing, um, and what can we provide in a hybrid environment? What are we doing? Uh, maybe not so well and what could we do better going forward so I would say that the consistent theme is that it's been inconsistent (laughs) yeah yeah and that makes
1: it difficult and it's you know we're still in the pandemic which we were hoping we'd be out of so trying to plan for that when there are no mitigations but necessarily what might the workforce look like but is is your perspective that things have fundamentally changed
2: yeah I mean I would say that companies that you might not have thought have ever been open to a hybrid model suddenly are. Um, you know, you look at maybe smaller businesses that are really focused in the office, now they're opening their minds to saying, you know what, I, I can maybe deal with a little bit of hybrid um, because one, you have to worry about retention. You know, we hear about the great resignation and trying to uh, keep our talent. So I think that's been a main focus on us. Um, and we try to, uh, try to see all perspectives, but you um,
1: very good Tony, from your perspective working with the internal stakeholder group, what's that been like
0: well I guess and the, the first thing we really wanted to do was identify who are the stakeholders that we want to focus on you know and certainly our employee group is it, are the, the the big stakeholders along with our customers so that was that was what we wanted to do first and then after you've identified who the stakeholders are then how do we uh, how do we pick their brains how do we get the information out of them and so um, what we decided to do was to from a customer standpoint uh, you know we're all about unsurpassed customer service and so our net promoter score and our NPR survey is is what we're utilizing from a customer standpoint to gather that information so we felt like that tool is probably gathering the 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 correct information that we're looking for uh, you know from our task force standpoint Um, and so then what we did we took we took that survey and we tweaked it Uh, to create our internal um, survey that we're using.
1: Yeah, and so that survey was executed over the summer here, and um, I've seen a preliminary look at it. And what's interesting, you know, out of those results, so we weren't necessarily asking for preferences, although preferences matter, but what we were asking for was where and how do you do your best work and, and what makes sense. And it's, um, it's an interesting collection of results um, just to kind of tip the hand on that a little bit and say that uh, we all as employees, 90 plus percent of us, believe we're doing a fantastic job with delivering service. And and I would give kudos to, to employees and, and agree with that. I, I think the the differences then become the where and the how that service takes place and where is collaboration um required or, or not necessarily required, but um, optimized by being in person. Um, and the the results of the employee survey would show that that's kind of a, a split thing. It depends on where you work, what your role is, of course, um, but then also how you see uh, see your work. So for one one thing in, in specific, and I would wonder if, if you've had conversation around this, is one thing I read in, in that survey that we're still summarizing is a lot of folks in the office believe that there are a tremendous amount of distractions in the office can either of you speak to when they say that what what does that mean
0: well i guess we're we're in a different world now um you know we worked from home or worked remotely for quite some time and so um depending on your situation there may or may not have been distractions uh, in your remote office Mm -hmm. where here um, you know we've got our coworkers that maybe we haven't seen for a while, so you've got one that stops by and wants to chat, and and that's that's part of our culture. Right. So there right. there are going to be some distractions with that. Um, I guess another thing I would say that is a distraction is when we have our Teams meetings, and the person right next to you is on a Teams meeting, um, where before that meeting may have taken place in a meeting room. So there's just more more conversation like that that may be a little bit distracting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and Taylor, I'll I'll throw this to you. You know, just from your work group, um, how how have you seen it? Your your customer facing um, customers are critical. They they are our most important audience to please. Um, so how have you seen this new way of working maybe enhance what your work group has done?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we took this as an opportunity. Yes, it's a challenge, but we took this as an opportunity to really see how we operate and see where we may be falling short. I think in the past, you know, we were all in the office so we could stand up, chit chat and about an issue going on or you might overhear an issue going on. Whereas we've really had to change our communication styles and do that all through Teams. And actually now it's, it's, that's improved our communication because now everyone has access to it, no matter where you are, and you also have that record of it. So that's been um, actually a benefit to us to kind of really hone in on how we communicate with one, each other, with one another and um, how to make that the best communication possible. But I mean we also took in this as an opportunity to um, be more efficient in our email group or our phone serv- or our customer service line. Uh, we've done standardized um, work and try to do make sure all of our processes are documented we need to look at our processes do they need to be upgraded or changed like how do we mitigate this going forward so wherever you are it your work should ever be an issue um, and you have the resources available to do the best work you can yeah
1: no that's that's a great point i'm hearing more and more about the standardization um, that helps us then know um, without anecdotally knowing Uh, by seeing someone, uh, where things are at, you know, just streamlining, whether it's an email or a Teams chat or that, you know, that there's one way of doing things so that you can document how how you're dealing with a a customer issue or an internal issue.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think as a supervisor, too, um, in the past, we might not have set those clear expectations with our employees of, here's how we prioritize our work. Here's how, here's my expectation of you, what to do today or, here's what spring looks like, and now we really define those expectations. So I feel like my employees clearly know, here's my work, here's how I need to prioritize it, what's important to a customer, and how we um, can be the most successful team possible. Yeah.
1: You know, one thing that, that we do hear from our customers is, is a desire to know who they're working with. And so I'd like to know from both of you, you know it doesn't matter necessarily uh, where you're physically seated I mean, there's a time and place to go see the customer and that depends on your role and 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 all but how do we introduce new employees or employees in new positions to our customers so that they really feel like they have a connection with who they're working with any thoughts on that one Tony?
0: That's an interesting question and and a challenge Um, you know and, and some of it depends teams works very well Um, but not all of our customers have embraced Teams. And so that that becomes a a, a challenge. Uh, For the ones that have embraced Teams, I I don't think that's such a big issue. Um, You know, we can have a conversation with them on Teams very similar to, you know, just sitting across the table from one another. Uh, If they don't have Teams, then maybe that personal visit is is the best way to do something like
1: that. Yeah, just being intentional to make sure that they know. Exactly. Mm Any thoughts from your end?
2: Yeah, I mean, I brought on two new employees during the pandemic. So, you know, my customers were used to seeing me, seeing my name come through or talking with me. Um, And so they would naturally gravitate towards me, but we've really been intentional in the last year of getting our new employees in front of these customers. You know, their goals were focused around meeting with a certain number of customers and either if they could see them in person, great. If not, at least getting on the phone and, you know, getting to put a voice to a name um, or a face to a name if you're over Zoom. So we're really trying to be intentional to meet these customers. You know, my role is not a sales, but I'm a sales support. So we interact with them a lot, and it's important for us to be engaging with these customers. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, you know, as this task force progresses, we're going to move towards recommendations, as I said. And I think what I'm hearing, and I'd ask for you to validate this or challenge it, um, but what I'm hearing is there is no one-size-fits-all. I mean, obviously we have roles in this organization that, are, that, that we applied to and accepted that require us to be in a particular place at a particular time. And we have other roles that maybe that requirement isn't in, in play. Uh, we need to be bringing our best self and our best productivity to our, our, our jobs because that's important um, overall for Growmark and its success and the success of our customers. But in doing that, there won't be a one-size-fits-all, but we can have some best practices, some consistencies, some parameters in place that allow us uh, to know how we're doing, how our work is, is being accomplished, and, um, and, and effectively a, a more efficient line of sight to those outcomes that, that we expect. And so how we might get there is, is based on perhaps a menu within some structure of what looks like um, possibilities for the future and so it's 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 not so much anymore about um, I want to be hundred percent remote or, or I want to be in the office all the time it's about what needs to be accomplished and what's reasonable within that work group is, is that I mean, it still sounds pretty mushy to me though when I say it like that. (laughs) So push back on me.
0: Well, and and I guess what we saw in the survey and from the customers or from the employees was that there are a lot of the the customer service levels are very similar, whether it was remote work or work in the office. Uh, But I think what we're gonna end up focusing in on is there were some where there were market differences. Mm-hmm. And, and so how, how do we handle those differences? I think those are some of the things that we'll have to sort out in the future.
1: Yeah. So, for example, one of the things that people thought that onboarding is best in person and people thought that certain levels of collaboration or meetings, um, strategic planning, those things, obviously best in person. I shouldn't say obviously, but, but came across as being best in person. Um, and other things where the employee doesn't see a difference in the productivity um, can be something for consideration where the supervisors involved in making sure that uh, the entire work group is, is a part of that conversation as right. we have internal and external customers. So you know, for today's conversation, uh, we're not at the point of making those recommendations, but I think it's, it's clear to say we in, are in a new world. Uh, a world of possibilities that's good for the customer and the employee. We want this to be win-win completely as an employer and as a provider of services. So maybe sum up for me what you've learned through this process and what you see for the organization going forward, what you what you aspire for the organization to have going forward. And they're both looking at each other, right?
0: <laughs> Okay. I want. I wanted to go, ladies. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> Since Taylor looked at me, so so one of the things that I think we need to do is um, Taylor's group and the group that I've that I'm on uh, will collaborate together and, and look at uh, what have we learned from from each group and, and and bring all of those thoughts together to be able to make that recommendation for, for where we go from here as an organization. Yeah.
2: So we want some clarity with flexibility is what I'm hearing about the future. Yeah, I think for us, yeah, as long as we set a standard of, um, like Tony said, meeting with one another, trying to see how our groups come together. I mean, I think for my group, my group has been pretty consistent in um, their thoughts and ideas, but the other groups might have found something completely different and that can open our eyes to, and so kind of pulling all the pieces together going to be beneficial
1: yeah well I'm looking forward to where this goes I certainly appreciate your contributions individually um, your your offer to be here today and and talk it through but also you know we have 30 some people that I really appreciate have have given a lot of time and effort to to get us a a piece down the road of we don't want to we don't want to jump the gun and and put out standards that we have to pull back from right and so that's been intentional but we also know that this is gonna be evolving. There's not gonna be one policy that stands the test of time anymore because the way of working has changed and, and for the better overall because we've realized the flexibility that we do have.
0: Yeah, And I think kudos to Girlmark for not being reactionary and saying this is what we're gonna do
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and
0: then having to pull back. Yeah. We, we have taken time, let things settle down and, and now doing a, a good job of studying what's going on and then making that recommendation.
1: Yeah, that's been important uh, to, to all of us to say, you know, we we, we don't want to knee jerk into this one way or another. And I'll, I'll just be upfront. I mean, I, I hear relatively frequently, you're going to make us all come back, aren't you? Um, and, and that's, not, the, the intention is to do what's right here, uh, to do what's right on behalf of our employees and our customers moving forward. So there've been no preconceived notions of everybody coming back or you know, everything being whatever your preference is. There is definitely, we're talking a middle ground here. Um, and what's been interesting throughout the pandemic, and, and we try to look at this project as beyond the pandemic, but during the pandemic, trying to walk that common sense middle ground line makes everybody upset <laughs> because people have very polarized opinions about this, as, as well as a lot of things these days. But we still believe that that's the right thing to do, to try to maximize what we can uh, for those that we can can do it for on behalf, ultimately, of our customer, so.
2: Yeah, and this task force, I think it's just been great to see that GrowMark's wanting its employees to help make this decision, Absolutely. right? And I think that's really important and speaks to the organization. Of allowing the employees to to have an opinion and yeah. kind of help well, move this along. your voices matter and they're much appreciated. So
0: yeah, and it was great to see the engagement from the employee mm-hmm. survey. We had roughly 80% of the employees respond to the survey. So. and I
1: think about 60% of those in the first day. So yeah. there there are yeah. people want to contribute to this, and we're, we're appreciative that they did. So thank you guys for being with me this morning, and uh, I, I appreciate it. And we'll talk to everyone soon. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gromark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.